Welcome to the Purdue Agricultural Economics Podcast. I'm Ken Foster, Professor of Agricultural Economics at Purdue University and your host. This podcast marks a special milestone. It's our 50th. And we're really excited to keep bringing you news and information from the Department of Agricultural Economics and from Purdue University in general. If you have ideas for podcasts, please don't hesitate to send me an email or give me a call on the phone and let me know. And here with me today is my co-host, Dane Erickson, a senior in the Department of Agriculture Economics here at Purdue. Dane, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dr. Foster. How are you? I'm doing really well, enjoying some nice fall weather and looking out the window at all the things going on here at Purdue and really just excited about we're about a third of the way through fall semester here and Purdue's continuing to do really well with respect to coronavirus and dealing with that and really proud of the Purdue students. What's the student perspective today on where Purdue's at and uh, where you see the rest of the semester headed? I think a lot of students who might have started off pessimistic are now optimistic. Students are also, uh, I can say, I'm impressed with how much Purdue has done to control the spread of COVID and, and just routine testing and all the measures that are put in place. So I think the overall student attitude is positive and optimistic. I know that a lot of students so now are feeling the the pressure of midterms. But hey, uh, next month we're going to play football and Rondell's coming back. That's exciting, right? I know a lot of students are pretty happy about that. Yeah, I, well, hey, and some professors too. So don't leave yeah. us out. We enjoy a little Purdue football now and then. Hey, we have exciting news in the Department of Agricultural Economics. It was recently announced that Purdue was selected to be the host for the North Central Regional Center for Rural Development. With us today as our guests are Dr. Maria Marshall and Dr. Michael Wilcox, both members of the Purdue Agricultural Economics family who are going to be the director and co-director of that center when it arrives here at Purdue. Maria and Michael, how are you guys doing today? Hanging in there. Thanks for having us. Well, it's great to have you here. And probably for some of our listeners, they aren't real familiar with this whole idea of North Central Regional Centers, and maybe even less so North Central Regional Center for Rural Development. So could one of you give us maybe just a little background on the whole North Central, what does that mean, and uh, Regional Center? And then we'll dig maybe into the rural development part. So the regional rural development centers actually were established in 1972 with an act of Congress. And so uh, they've been around for a while. And there's one in the Northeast, the North Central, the South, and the West. And so the North Central region, I don't know if they're MIFA regions, <laughs> they, were, they cut up the states basically in multiple regions. And the North Central region is 12 states. So that goes all the way from Kansas, uh, west of Kansas, which is the Western part, to North and South Dakota, Minnesota, all the way down to Missouri and eastward toward Ohio and Michigan. So those are kind of our, our block of North Central states. So the North Central Regional Center for Rural Development, which is a mouthful, basically is a regional center that facilitates those 12, those 12 states. I guess if I'll add, 
we are a consortium of all the land grant universities that are in those 12 states. And so as everyone hopefully knows, Purdue is the land grant for the state of Indiana. Those land grants were established in 1862. Purdue started in 1869. But we also have two 1890 land grants, which are historically black colleges and universities. We have one that's in uh, Missouri and we have one that's in Ohio. And then we also have about 19, I believe it is, uh, 1994s. And those are tribal colleges or Native American serving colleges that are scattered throughout the North Central region. We don't have an 1890 nor a 1994 here in Indiana, but other states do have those universities. And this, the NCRCRD coordinates different rural development efforts uh, throughout all of those uh, land-grant universities. That's not to say that we can't partner with other non-land-grant partners, because we certainly do and have a long history of doing so, but our main emphasis is uh, coordinating activities focused on rural development across all those universities. This is a question for either of you. What are the biggest issues in rural development that our region is faced with today? Well, that's a small question. (laughs) (laughs) We have the rest of the semester to answer it, right, Maria? This is going to be a long podcast. Well, I think it goes everything for, um, so workforce development um, is, I think, a big issue for the North Central region as manufacturing changes, as remote work becomes more prominent and may continue to be prominent as people are and companies are figuring out how they deal with their workforce. Succession planning, transitioning of ag farmland, a lot of times not thought of in a community development context, but it actually has a lot to do with community and rural economic development. That I think is an issue and continues to be an issue in terms of land and agriculture. I'll let Michael put in a few, so I'm not talking forever. (laughs) No, Marie, you're doing a fantastic job as always. I'll I'll be uh, lame and academic and I guess really lean on the three themes that when Maria and I were putting together the proposal on behalf of Purdue University to host NCRCRD, there were really three themes that we felt like captured a lot of what's going on in, in the rural North Central region. And our first theme is creating resilient communities and economies. And certainly we started the podcast talking about COVID-19 and Dr. Marshall has been one of the leaders in Ag Econ trying to help small businesses respond and survive throughout the challenges that the COVID-19 pandemic has thrown out at us. We've had all sorts of disasters this year as far as the pandemic and hurricanes and tornadoes and so on and so forth. But building resilient communities and economies is the, is the first. And I'll mention that in terms of diversity, equity and inclusion, that is certainly an issue in rural North Central as much as it is in urban North Central, and that plays a huge role in, in how resilient our communities can be, uh, where if you're not inclusive, if, if equity is an issue, uh, if diversity is an issue, then you're not going to be a very resilient community. Um, developing leadership and civic engagement is another area where having strong leadership and a pipeline of leadership, starting with the youth and all the way through and making sure that that's inclusive is a key piece. And then promoting community health and wellness is a huge piece as well. And oftentimes coming out of the ag econ, you know, we're thinking agricultural economics and land values and, and uh, economies and so on and so forth. But health is a, it plays a huge role in all of this. And whether you're talking about local foods or active living and just maintaining the health of our residents in our central region. When we were putting this together, we felt like those three themes were pretty major. But as you dig into those, as, as Maria was saying, you've got e-connectivity and broadband. You've got a whole host of other issues that rural areas in the North Central region and throughout the United States are really struggling with. 
as their economies evolve and as we deal with the pandemic and so many other things going on. We feel like these three themes are going to serve us well. I don't know, Marie, does that trigger other things that we neglected to mention? Well, I think if you delve into them, you get to, for example, in health and wellness, you get to substance use disorder to the closing of rural hospitals, right? So if you're thinking about what does this mean in kind of like non-academic talk, you're talking about that when it comes to health and wellness. When you think about developing leadership, it doesn't mean that everybody has to be a leader or a policymaker, but when you have well-informed constituents, that in and of itself increases the leadership potential of a community, increases their ability to have ties to institutions so that if there is a disaster or something that better ties in social networks together as a community so there are there are kind of nitty-gritty things that you know are really deeper down into these themes so beyond the two of you kind of orchestrating or coordinating the activities of the center what's the role of purdue and of our colleagues perhaps in the department of agricultural economics at purdue now that the center is going to be located here on our campus well we hope they'll play a fundamental role although this is a north central regional thing so it's not a purdue (laughs) purdue center so that's something that we've you know we have to make sure that we have boundaries around and make sure that we are regionally focused, right? So uh, when we put together our proposal, our, our little design logo was very black and gold, right? But when as we when we bring out our logo, um, that's actually not at all, right? So making sure that we have a distinct boundary between the center and Purdue, because Purdue is a host, but this is a regional center. I think that's something that we're very aware of. But besides that, there are some um, initiatives and initiatives that we have planned for the center that I think our colleagues will be very helpful in. And all of those three things, those three things are pretty broad. And I think a lot of the work that we do, not only in the department, but at Purdue itself and HHS, 4-H, A&R, Agonatural Resources, all of those uh, colleagues will have a role to play, I think, in some of whether it's in the research portion or on the extension side as we try to develop and implement extension programs throughout the region and in Indiana. I'll couch it, I guess, in, in academic and economic terms. <laughs> I think that there are going to be spillover effects. You know, our department has a long history of working in the development realm, especially in terms of international development. But we also, if you go back in the history of Ag Econ here at Purdue, have a long history of working in rural development uh, here domestically as well. And I think there will be spillover effects where opportunities that Maria and I are able to bring to the NCRCRD may spill over into some of the work of uh, some of our colleagues here in this department as well as as others. But I also think there's a, a multiplier effect as well that 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 can take place and i think uh, one example is a grant that maria and i just put together a couple weeks ago just when we took on the leadership of the of the center and we're hopeful that we that we get the grant but it was for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and we put out a call to all uh, 12 states and wound up getting a lot of really excellent uh, information and offers to help and assistance and they really were covering our blind spots so areas where perhaps our department isn't as strong we've got other departments and other uh, faculty and staff across the North Central region that can can fill that gap or fill that role. But the thing that excited me, I guess, was we had folks from the Department of Agricultural Economics that were part of that grant. We had folks from the Purdue Center for Regional Development, which is part of engagement. And then another key beneficiary of the NCRCRD is going to be Purdue Extension. Cool thing about the NCRCRD is that we have a real heavy research focus 
Uh, and so it's all driven by the science and so on and so forth. But we also have a very strong and equivalent extension focus as well. So everything that we do, we want to make sure that, we, that it gets extended out. And so I think Purdue Extension and the Community Development Program, which is the program that I help lead as program leader, is going to benefit also. So there's, I would describe it as sort of a mutualistic relationship where Purdue is going to benefit from the center being here and the center is going to benefit from being at, uh, at Purdue. So we're proposing a panel data set for the region so that we can look at the region across space and time to provide research faculty and staff and extension faculty and staff just an opportunity to have data related to regional outcomes in our three themes and our three stakeholder audiences, which are communities, businesses, and households. And so I think that's going to be a great opportunity. That's a major investment from this for the center that if you are a faculty member or a, or a staff member and want to look at data or buy in to buy more data because we're already going to be data collecting data but you just want to add some questions that's a lower cost way i think that's going to be a really good thing for the region to really increase the amount of research that we do between land-grant universities in different states and also be able to say are we actually moving the needle in the things that we're doing across the region so we want we know that resilience needs some kind of quantitative outcome at some point it's not just a process and so are we moving the needle in any of these areas across the region a lot of purdue students i'm sure are directly impacted in issues of rural development being from small communities and i'm sure a lot of students resonate with those three themes you brought up and how to improve communities and economies what are some things that Purdue students can do to stay up to date with the NCRCRD or even get involved? Good thing to mention that we are in the transition process from Michigan State, where the center was before, to Purdue. So in that process, we're moving websites and resources and all kinds of things. So hopefully our website will be up and running. <laughs> but we also have a Twitter feed, Facebook, we have social media, we do have a social media presence. So you can follow us on, on social media as well as, uh, as we work on getting our website up and running. And I think to get involved, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to get involved with the center, whether it's doing data visualization or doing data analysis for the center, where you could do research projects to extension projects with the center and community development, whether it's looking at things from an Indiana perspective or a regional perspective or just a multi-state perspective. So I think there's going to be, and we hope to make sure that there are a lot of opportunities for students, whether they're undergraduate students and graduate students, to be involved with the center. We're currently carrying two Michigan State PhD students that are working on projects related to the center and we're funding them through the end of May. And so that's part of the transition pro process. What's exciting for Maria and myself is we've already had a student from AgEcon reach out to us and say, hey, I'm interested in a career in economic development. I didn't realize that this existed, but they had an internship with Agrinovis over the summer. It kind of whetted their appetite, and now they want to be able to dig in and do something uh, within the department that can help them as an undergraduate do some applied research, maybe get out there and do some extension work. And with the department, with Purdue Extension, with the Purdue Institute for Family Business, and NCRC. CRD, we've got a whole menu of choices for them to really uh, try to seek that out. And I think having the center here provides us an opportunity to expose the students to an opportunity to pursue uh, a career in rural development. You have been listening to the Purdue Ag Econ podcast. 
Want to hear more from Purdue Agricultural Economics? Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or visit www.agecon.purdue.edu. Thanks for listening.